Get the skinny on Cincinnati sports with Richard Skinner only on local12.com on the local 12 news app. Exclusive content, in-depth analysis, podcasts, and more. Cincinnati sports news 24-7. Get the skinny only on local12.com on the local 12 news app. Welcome in to the Angry Quarterbacks Podcast. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com with the real quarterback, Tony Pike of Reading High School, UC, Carolina Panthers fame. Real One time announced as the Jacksonville Jaguar. And he's the quarterback whisperer for many a young quarterback in the tri-state. We'll get to how also he can help your quarterback. Also spent a stint with the Bengals in rookie minicamp. And a stint with the Bengals in rookie minicamp. He wasn't a rookie. <laughs> Me and he, Jay Gruden. He was he was he was he was a camp arm is what he was. Me and Jay Gruden. A dead camp arm is what dead. he was. And Done. James Rapine from SI.com. We got a lot to talk about. Um we'll get to some high school football a little later on. Uh, a reminder you can catch our high school football scoreboard and recap show each Saturday. I'll uh, touch on some of the things we talked about this past week. We got some college football to talk about. And of course we'll start with the NFL and the Bengals. Let's start with the good because there's a lot of things that we have to get to that I don't know if they're necessarily bad, but there's certainly elephants in the room. We, we've talked about this, the three of us, which is feature Joe Mixon, making the focal point of your offense. Maybe it's coincidence. Maybe it's that Jacksonville is just that bad. He got 31 touches yesterday for 181 yards, 151 on the ground. It should be no secret. Give the guy touches. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes us sound really smart because we've been pushing for this for, for weeks now and even going back to last year. You just felt like they were always in control yesterday. Yeah. And a large part of that was because they didn't abandon the running game. And there was a, there was maybe a stretch in the first half of a series or two where it's like, where's Joe Mixon? Like, why, why are we going and, away and, from him? And he wasn't – I mean, he was 12 carries for 30 yards in the first half. Right. And that usually, to me, would signify for them, it's, go oh, God, let's it. go away from it. Yep. No, and then in the second half, he ran it 13 times for 121 yards. Yeah, now he, he obviously breaks some. And, and Jacksonville missing some guys hurt because sure. the one that he got to the edge – where I think they used the same play they used with Giovanni they Bernard did, yeah. the, the play before, um, has something to do about that. But, look, that that was vintage Joe Mixon, making guys miss in space, uh, hitting the hole hard. He's a guy that, I don't care who you are, you don't want to see him one-on-one, whether it's in a hole or in the open field, because he's either going to run you over or make you miss. Or jump over you. Yeah, <laughs> and, I was, and, and for as much as the running game was, I, w- I was just as happy to see him involved in the passing game, even if it's, Joe Burrow checking it down to see Joe Burrow now getting to that progression uh, with Joe Mixon is, is a lot a lot of things to be excited about. Outside of Joe Burrow, who is the best player on this team, by the way, it's Joe, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon, yes, is the the juice. He's the guy you got to get going. We're going to talk about AJ Green. Yes, it's we not will. him he's, any longer. He's the elephant in the room. It's not him any longer. Guess what? T Higgins still not there yet. Drew Sample can't catch in the end zone. Like and I'm not trying to. And be Tyler negative. Boyd is a nice complimentary yeah. piece. Tyler Boyd's great, but. He needs someone else. Yes. And and whether it was Green and or whether it was Mixon, need, someone was going to do it. You need an identity, and your yep. identity can't be Joe Burrow yet. Maybe in two years, your identity is Joe Burrow throwing 40 times, kind of yep. like Tom Brady became the identity. But at this point of, of everybody's career and talent level and money being spent, the identity of your football team has to revolve around Joe Mixon. Well, he can't be it, as in Joe Burrow, because the line would right. look better on Sunday. But that's, that's a product that's of really Jacksonville. Wild. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this this is the blueprint. And, look, Baltimore is not going to let Joe Mixon run next week. Right. So you should know that going in. Try it. It's not going to happen. They're going to stuff it up. So guess what? Zach Taylor Ooh. needs to find a way to continue to get Ooh. the ball to him in space and find a way. Because I don't care what Baltimore defender is there. If it's one-on-one like Tony said, 
28 is going to win most of those. I mean, matchups. go to the swing pass for the touchdown. I mean, that was Great. the right play, right? That's mm-hmm. that's the right decision for the quarterback. But it's also he still has to make somebody miss, and he either that or run through somebody. Because mm-hmm. he's, I mean, in theory, he's not getting the end zone in a perfect world. It's the right play to make. You hope a guy does make a guy miss. You're trying to get good. seven or eight yards. Yes, or have him one on one make yep. a play. What does he do? Jumps over a guy, gets in the end zone. That's what you're hoping. That's what he's capable of doing. And what you saw later in the game, and what you should be excited about as a Bengal fan, the the touch and the accuracy that Joe Burrow was showing, that comes with confidence. Yes. And that comes because now that Joe Mixon is cooking a little bit, what's the defense have to do? Uh, we got to bring another guy in the box and try to stop that. And now you get where Joe Burrow is best, his accuracy, his timing, mm-hmm. The ball placement on some of those passes with pressure in his face is saying that if it's one-on-one, Joe Burrow's going to put the ball in a spot for a receiver to catch it. So Joe Mixon getting going like that in the second half makes it a heck of a lot easier when a defense brings an extra box in the, or extra hat in the box. And if you want to slow a pass rush down, because it's not going to be this offensive line consistently doing it, if you want to slow a pass rush down, you got a great chance to use play action then. He's running the football. What and happens this was the then? the first time they did that. Yes, and that's what... That's what this offense is supposed to be predicated on. If you go back to the Rams and Sean McVay, it was run Todd Gurley, run Todd Gurley, play action bootleg, play action bootleg. Very little just straight drop back. you got to do that some in this league. You can't just do that all the time. But that's where even next week, like you're talking about, I agree, get Joe Mixon in space some. But, hey, maybe next week's a good play action week. That Hey, if if you want to stop the guy, we're going to let you think you're going to stop the guy, and we're going to play some play action stuff. And so all that stuff becomes effective because what did you do? You established Joe Mixon. Those mm-hmm. Sean McVay run-run play-action pass also includes formation shifts, bunches, yes, motions, yeah. all, all kinds of But we saw looking. some of that yesterday, we too. We did. I yes. love the little what would you, reverse little to jet sweep, Higgins. Little jet sweep or the reverse yeah. to Higgins, yeah. Just even even faking Ooh. it, too. I mean, it's like you're, you're, you're making the defense account for something else other than just straight dropping back and other than just handing the ball, handing straight the ball up, yeah. off to, to Joe Mixon. And now right. They had three different guys. It. Yeah, they had three different guys. Tyler Boyd took one on a jet sweep. Yep. Erickson late in the game took one on a jet sweep. And then the end around, it wasn't really a jet. It was more of an end around, yep. right, to T. Higgins. Three wide receivers. So now what's that do to the defense? Widens yeah, them out a little bit. Makes them, be, makes them understand. If somebody's coming in motion, I can't just think it's going to go to 28. i got to stay my ground. All those things should have been incorporated. Again, some of this is Jacksonville-related. I don't want to get over my skis and suddenly tout Zach Taylor's the offensive genius that Guru. he's supposed to be. Guru. But I did like all the things that they did offensively yesterday, yes? Minus the, minus the, the goal line pass. And the, second and, ten, <laughs> and the second and eight run on the first drive. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The way the game started, it was like, oh, my oh, God. It was rough. It, it, it I, was, I was literally – I had my missed opportunities. Oh, yeah. Like three paragraphs – Two possessions into the game. Yeah. I yeah, was like, you, oh. you, you had the holding penalty that wiped out a touchdown pass. You yep. had the three defensive penalties for 44 yards on Jacksonville's touchdown drive. Mm-hmm. Two of them just ridiculously dumb. And then you have Drew Sample not fight for the ball in the end zone. And uh, uh, I, really, that that was the micro. I thought, yep, okay, we're going to 0-15-1. We really and truly are. This this looks like did an 0-15-1 really? thing. Right I did. Then. I did because it looked like the blueprint for how they've lost football games. You know the difference in, in, in this we could talk about Joe Mixon, but the difference, Joe Burrow is never going to do that. Like, yesterday, he was so good. <laughs> he, he, no, I, no doubt. I, I thought he was. in his face. I, yeah, I, I thought he was so good. Like, this is the first time he's had a remote, like, any amount of time. A.J. Green can't get any separation. Yep. He's thrown to a rookie receiver in T. Higgins who missed a lot of camp. Tyler Boyd was in and out for a little bit a couple times, and he still found him for seven receptions. Nice and back shoulder on Tate. Great su- catch, too. Super accurate. Yeah. Just super accurate. I, I just, I, I 
the in what this is how it you know burrow is and andy would have never done this and most quarterbacks in the league wouldn't have after that interception very next drive what does he do right back, to right back downfield and we score and right back and to right back to sample first play yeah i think whether that was a coincidence or not i don't Some know but it was kind of a, it sure seemed like hey i'm gonna get your throw, confidence back yes it was yes, yes. in the, the course of a game you don't appreciate it as much like the the throw down the middle the 20 yard throw where there's five defenders mm-hmm. around and he drops it perfectly perfectly in, or the the touch passes or the timing like he, he's one of the most accurate quarterbacks. Not just the, the touchdown just to Tyler Boyd was a ridiculous throw. Right. Ridiculous. Yeah. Not just not just the mo- one of the most accurate rookies. He's one of the most accurate quarterbacks I've seen play in the NFL. No, it was funny. I was talking to a buddy of mine driving home yesterday, and he said that might have been the quietest 300 yard passing game I can ever remember. It really was. I mean, it didn't feel like a 300 yard day, did it? Because no. there was no big chunks, but there were chunks of 15 and 18 and 17. 30 and, to Higgins. Yeah. And it, catch and run. Even though he threw 36 times. Yeah, you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to catch, catch and, run. and run. Catch and run. It's the craziest thing ever. It really truly is. Wow. All right, let's talk about the offensive line. Was it as simple as Alex Redmond playing right guard? When you compare it to week three against the Eagles, yes, it was. Because, and I'm going to steal this from Dave Lapham, he said the right guard position was like cruising up and down I-71 for pass rushers because they were just right through there. And it's true. I mean, they it's as bad as Bobby Hart has been over the past two-plus years, he was not even close to their biggest issue. It was right guard the past two weeks. And I wonder, and, and look, we, I think we all agree in one-on-ones, Bobby Hart still is not a very good offensive lineman. Nobody's mm-hmm. going to – I'm not going to Jim Turner's camp of, of, of his comments from last week. But I do wonder this. I mean, Alex Redmond did start 15 games alongside Bobby Hart in 2018. Mm-hmm. And maybe there is a comfort level for Bobby Hart, too, of, hey, I know what this guy can do. I played a lot of games with him as opposed to – I had no clue what 74 is doing. I, he played one half with Xavier Suofilo, so the, the jury's out there. Maybe there's a comfort level for Bobby Hart, too, of I know what he's going to do. I can do my job now. Sure, I, and I think that's exactly what you saw. I, I don't think Alex Redmond's this you know, great player. No, but, but, I, but I think he's physical. I think he probably has a chip on his shoulder because he was cut, and he knows the entire league didn't want him. The, the entire back. league did he, not want him. And he that's literally right. admitted that. Yes, that's right. So there's so no market for me. That's a hell of a spot to be in. And imagine what he's thinking if he's saying that publicly. So, yeah, I think uh, I think this is a good combination. And, and does Xavier Suofilo get the starting job back when he's healthy? We'll see. I don't know. I, yeah, we'll see. But but I, I think that, you know, Redmond, he's going to be in there this week. And I think he's certainly going to be in there for, for the rest of this time with Suofilo. And, and what's the best thing you can say about an offensive lineman, right? I didn't notice you. The only time I noticed him, honestly, was on the third and one touchdown run by Mixon, where he took uh, number yeah. ninety—I can't think of his name—and literally turned him right outside the or in, turned him to the inside. Yeah. Joe went right off his butt for the touchdown. That's the only time I noticed he had one, him. One Good time bad to be noticed. Holding. He had one bad yes, holding yeah, he where did. he kind of yes, just grabbed the yeah. guy lazily. Yeah. But um, I'm kind of way to be negative. I'm, I'm kind of I'm just kidding. I'm kind of holding the jury out until <laughs> I see what happens over the next two weeks against legitimate pass rushing teams, because, legitimate defensive teams. Because say what you want, I mean. Week one, the Chargers got after Patrick Mahomes, too. Um, they've been a formidable team this year. Uh, the Browns, you look what they did yesterday, and then say what you want, the Eagles, they go in and— The first-place Eagles. You yes. know what he was doing playing for that tie, by the yep. way. First place, one, two, and one. Yeah. Uh, but they go in and they, they take care of the 49ers. So Nick Mullins? You look at you look at what the Bengals have Bethard. done to this point. God. Maybe, maybe we're— they were too hard on the Bengals early on. Oh, get out. No, 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 no. Get no, out. No, they no, 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 They should Don't do that. No. They should have no. beat Philly. And they, they, should and one. Yes. Yes. That's they should be 3-1. Yes. That's the frustrating part. Right now. They should be the surprise of the damn league. But it's time. What if they were in the NFC East? Would they be the best team in the NFC East? Seriously. Not most talented, but right now, yeah. they're playing the best. 
if I told you I'd give them the NFC East schedule versus the other teams, and I gave you $100 to bet on one of the teams, the Eagles, the, the, the Cowboys, or the Bengals, to win the NFC East, who would you bet on? Cowboys. Eagles. I think I'd bet on the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> we all took different teams. I, I really do. The uh, Eagles are going to win that division. They I are. Said it, I said it last week. Seven, eight, and one. They're yeah. going to win the division. Seven, eight, and one. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just interested to see how they carry over this momentum. To Baltimore, which look, I mean, they're already. I was going to say the Eagles are Bengals. <laughs> they're already fourteen point underdogs, right? Uh, fourteen points, big, the, the biggest big, spread yeah. this week. Yep. Uh, but then after that, you get Indy on the road and Cleveland and Tennessee. They should beat Cleveland and Tennessee so, and COVID. I'm going to say it right at the day after the Dallas upset, which I called by the way. He called. I did check my picks. Check my picks. Yeah, I'm with you all, every week. All Bengals. I picked the Browns. You picked the Browns. Bengals are going to beat the Browns okay. October 25th. There we go. 6, okay. You heard it. You heard it right there. Stadium. That's great. Okay. Yeah, I want to see what they do the next two weeks. All right, defensively, <laughs> the two-minute defense continues to struggle, Ooh. and I will give them the benefit of the doubt for the end of the game. You're playing clock at the end of the game, and they played it beautifully. I mean, they gave Jacksonville literally no time to, to do anything, but it's the, the end of the half defense. The, the goofy part is, and you go back to even the Philadelphia game, outside of the last two minutes of both halves, there were 11 Philly drives. They kicked three field goals. Yesterday, when they had to be really good to start the second half— they go three and out, three and out. The Bengals went touchdown, took the first three and out, touchdown, took the second three and out, field goal at 17 nothing. I guess the frustrating part is, why so inconsistent? And you've been on the – we asked a bunch of questions about what can be fixed with the two-minute defense, and we really never got a great answer. Are they not aggressive enough? Are they too aggressive? Are they – getting caught with a bunch of guys who aren't on the same page because they haven't played together, and in hurry-up circumstances, you can't communicate what you want to do. There's got to be some common theme. They won't tell me what the common theme is, despite it being asked a billion times. Do you guys, do you see a common theme? Well, I think right now they can't get after. When they need a sack, when they need to get some pressure on the quarterback, they can't do it. That's fair. And outside of Carl Lawson, who's getting pressure regularly? No, I know people love Sam Hubbard. It's not him. No, that's right. I know it's people not Dunlop. love Carlos Dunlap. He's not. Outside of last, I mean, I didn't really hear his name called yesterday either. I think he had one, you know, one uh, tackle. I, I want to say, and it, you know, he might have been around a little bit, but I saw, I noticed him in the Philly game. Yes, didn't notice him. So it, that, that's, I think that's what Carlos Dunlap. Not that he hasn't always been that way, a little inconsistent. That might be just what he is now. Is he'll have flashes, but that's oh, I'm that's I'm not so sure. I don't play Carl Lawson all three downs anymore with Sam Hubbard and and Dunlop becomes the the I nickel love Lawson's, guy. Lawson's motor is great. It is, and they should pay him. By the way, yeah. if, if he stays healthy, they he's, have, he's getting to that point. Three, ha- three and a half sacks. He's going to get tagged. Do you see anything with the two minute defense? I think, I think to to James' point, I think they they struggle with a four man rush getting pressure on the quarterback. And I think it's just a mentality. When when you when you get into that two minute defense, you your mindset changes as a defender. You're all you're thinking is, oh, just don't get beat deep. And you're taking these these deeper drops and these deeper sets. Instead, and, you got guys running seventeen yard right. crossers wide I didn't open. Even, I didn't yeah. even know with no timeouts a team in the NFL could get down the field that that quick. quickly. I didn't know it was possible. Right. Um, and and thank thankfully Doug Marone burns all his timeouts yes. and and they didn't have a chance because if they get a touchdown at the end of the half, it's totally different. Um, but outside of the two-minute and that mindset changing, there wasn't a lot of times yesterday where the pass rush was dominant. Very little. And from watching it on TV and not being able to see in person, the coverage had to be great. Because there were times where Gordon no, Minshew, Minshew sat there and padded was, yes. and padded and padded. And yeah, no the coverage one was came great. Open. Right, so right. I, I think the coverage downfield from the secondary was great. I think the linebacking core has been really good up to this point uh, with what they've been able to do in coverage. Um 
And and I, I think that if they could just get anything consistently up front from that defensive line. Now, again, as we've said, what of that is a product of Jacksonville? Because we saw what that revamped Browns offensive line did to the Bengals defense. Um, we saw what, you know, Carson Wentz with and, a and, – And we were told, James, we were told that – when we stop the run and we get people into passing situations, that's when we'll get after the quarterback. Carl Lawson told us that, right? Yeah. That was not the case. Yesterday. No, right. And they threw it and threw it and threw it some more. And that's the concern because you spent how much money on that defensive line? Uh, a good how chunk. much money are you spending on that defensive line? Like, it, it should have been – and I obviously they didn't have Geno Atkins and, and Mike We're going to get to him in a second too. But – I thought they were going to be the best position group. Agreed. On this team. Not even debatable. The entire team. And they've been a weakness. No question. So we'll, we'll see what happens yeah, if Atkins comes back. We can point to the linebackers for some of the run issues for sure, but it does start up front. I mean, if you're getting gouged up the up front, I don't care how good your linebackers are, it's not going to make any difference anyway. And but, Josh Bynes is a journeyman, right. and they're banking on these young guys to develop. But to, right. this, to this point, you have faced Tyrod Taylor and the Chargers offense. Mm-hmm. You have faced a very run-heavy and a good Cleveland run attack. Mm-hmm. Philly, who's in shambles right now with, with their roster, and then a Jacksonville team. You are now, as a young defensive unit at the linebacker position, you are taking the the step up from JV to varsity yes. this week. Yes, um, And I take it as, as watching last Monday night, Patrick Queen uh, for mm-hmm. Baltimore, how confused he was going against Kansas City. They had to take him out in the second half. Right. I, I want to see what these young linebackers do this week when you got to read your key – you're seeing an offense you've never seen before, and, and he's a blur. <laughs> and you're gonna you're gonna be in situations where it's you and Lamar Jackson one on one. And this is the the really the first time for me where we're gonna have a chance to look back and say, I think we got it right at the linebacker position, or we still need some work at the linebacker position. Yeah, yeah. But that, that's what this week presents. Akeem Davis Gaither spying Lamar. I'm great with the concept I'm of it. I'm great with the idea of it, It yes. sounded good until yesterday I watched Akeem Davis Gaither chase yeah. whoever it was. I also watched Lamar. And didn't catch Joel. him. Didn't catch him. Who was that? It was it a receiver, was a Receiver, right? yeah. I think was it was it Keelan Cole? Yeah, I think so. I saw Lamar's 50-yard touchdown run yesterday, and it, it brought back a <laughs> dose of reality. <laughs> it, like, oh. it gave you the chills. Yeah. Here we go. Ooh. Here we go. Put it on turbo boost. All right, we got, we got two guys we have to talk about that I've got issues with, and, and Geno Atkins is the first because you just brought him up. Um, it's not John Ross today. Good. No, we'll get to John here in a second, too. Uh, he, he's not the issue, though. Um, That's right, he's not. He's still on the roster? So, so Geno Atkins, You're it, not. He, he came out, practiced in pads a couple days this week. He was limited, and, and, and I, I get that that doesn't specifically mean you're going to play. But I'll be honest, I was st- stunned that they listed him then as out on Friday. without. I mean, a questionable tag would have been okay. And then if you want to make him inactive on Sunday, I- I'm not buying this shoulder thing anymore. I'm sorry that I'm cynical about it. You're not buying it. I'm not. I-, I-, I feel like he's decided as much as he can do it to play the opt-out game of, listen, I'm going to get paid while opting out. That's what it feels like. Wow. I-, I-, I just and- – and-, and I will say this because – I'll go back to some NFL teams. When when you're not transparent with your practices and you shut media out and then you tell us he got hurt in a scrimmage, I don't buy it. I didn't see it. I, I, and we were there. We were there. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah I, I, I never noticed anything. You're yeah, right about that. I, and, and you told us the, he got hurt in a scrimmage a month later. Right. And, and here's the thing. If, if, he was, if he was hurt enough, why didn't you IR him? And this keeps lingering. This is kind of like the A.J. Green from last year of week to week. And then finally... A.J. made the business decision of, I ain't going to play. Yep. I mean, you, you can't make me play. Cordy Glenn tried that. He tried his ass off to do that. And it feels like Geno's trying the exact same thing. Cordy Glenn cost himself his career thing. Yes, he did. Doing that. What an idiot. And Geno, it feels like, is doing the exact same thing. Um, 
I can be proven wrong this week. I keep feeling every week I, I've not wanted to say this because I keep thinking, all right, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt. I don't think this shoulder injury lingers for four weeks. And especially when we keep hearing he's day-to-day, he's week-to-week. Okay. I mean, case, why didn't he go on IR? Right. Or, or, or Well, they said he was – I think they misjudged it again. And they thought he was going to be How do you misjudge I don't. something that bad, I, I don't. I, I honestly don't. I think they cover for him. I think they're. I think they. I think he says his shoulder hurts. They can't find out what's wrong with it, and so you just go week to week and hope that the guy plays. You I have, think he's playing. I think he's playing them. I truly the, think he's playing them. Some of the them. best they doctors in the world. You have some of the best doctors in the world. You're going to be able to properly diagnose a shoulder yes, injury. Yes, agreed. I, I'm just. I'm just saying. If that's the case, and the Bengals know that, because that's a that's a heavy thing. Maybe I, I, it sounds like I'm bringing a take here that's not a take if he's sitting out intentionally intentionally to get paid and you know it and you're covering for him hell no they did the same they did it for AJ year. last year they did it for Cordy Glenn I yes would, yeah and I would never cover well for I don't think they did as much for Cordy Glenn as they kept sending a doctor after doctor after doctor and after it's doctor hard with the concussion. right right exactly and especially to, yeah. because it's a touchy subject as well but that's the difference this isn't a concussion this isn't something where you can't it's amazing a, that Joe my Joe Mixon's migraines went away right Right. I mean, come on. You can't you can't as a as a player concussion one thing because you can't look inside of what's right. going on in someone's head. If it's a shoulder injury, you can look at it. There's x-rays, MRIs, there's there's different exercises like you can feel around and get a good idea of what's going on. So either Gino is taking the route that you're saying he is or the the doctor or training staff Cuz don't forget when did when, this wrong and he should have been on IR. When players could opt out, they were going to get a fraction of what they were going to make, right? $100,000 mm-hmm. whatever it was. I'm doing off the top of my head. 150. Yeah. Okay. If you had a pre-existing condition it which been he 300. Yeah, and he has sickle cell trait, which I'm assuming would be a pre-existing condition, mm-hmm. he'd get that. But he wouldn't get what he's getting now, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he get, he and, get and a he'd come he, back on on that deal yeah, a year later yeah. and they'd be like, "Hey, right. yeah. we're letting we're you letting go. go." Right. So, what a better way to find a way to get paid. Ow, my shoulder hurts. I get it, and I, I've heard this over the past couple of weeks. There's been some murmurs, you know, of, of that. You know, I, right, you're right, around. right. I think he plays this week. I, I think this is this is. The I would sta- say I would say this if he doesn't, then if he doesn't, then, then we've reached pressing, yes, then I we've agree. reached that stage because he did practice some last week in, yep. li- in a limited capacity. I expect him to be full Wednesday. I do too. And, and, and that, like that should be the expectation. Yes, now. correct. Because the That's last correct. time he practiced, yes, because I'm practicing on Monday. Yeah, the last time right. he practiced, not really. I mean, the, the last time they, that he practiced was uh, Friday, limited. Yes. So then he gets five days rest. Yes. Essentially, he's probably doing some cardio. Should be good to go. I agree with you. And, and and some of it I will say is, and this was a Marvin Lewis um, way of dealing with it. He would a guy coming back would usually be limited a week. Still sit him out one more week. They'd always give it an extra week, and then the next week he'd be good to go. I hope I'm proven wrong, but it just feels like. And even if even if he does, I still think that he milked this for four games too. I really believe here's that. The, here's the issue, and he's a smart man. Oh, absolutely. If you're Geno Atkins and you're coming back, would you want to come back against Jacksonville for your first game, or would you want to come against Baltimore? I'd rather your come first for game? Jacksonville. I mean, you'd want to you'd want to work yourself. Back. Or do I do I milk this to the bye and then decide after the bye I got something else? Or yeah, you know what? I'll come back and play a few games for you guys. Like if if there was a game to get your reps and get a feeling back on, it would be against Jacksonville. You don't want your first game to be against Baltimore. <laughs> I just a running attack. Here's the thing, though, guys. I know it's hard to believe, and no, I know it, where you're it, going. It, with that yeah, it, it, here's I, the I, thing. Let's go back to last year, pre-COVID times, obviously. And and maybe he has a grudge because of this. This dude played the most snaps of his career mm-hmm. for a two and fourteen team, which was ridiculous, and they never should have done that. No, and they talked about putting him on a pitch count this year. Yeah, but well, also, but but you know, so one, he's clearly a team guy because if he's going to go out there each and every week for a, a mostly winless team, 
and play the most snaps of his career. That says something. Yes, it, do- it, do- yes, it does. Two, does he hold a grudge from that? Because that's the only well, thing. I, I don't think, and maybe I'm wrong, and I, I don't really know the, ter- the the way to put this, so I'm going to just put it this way. I don't think he's so afraid of COVID. No, no, no. I, that, no, that he's no. sitting out. No. Or, or, and I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't yeah, think it's no, that. No, I don't, think it's that. I don't think it's that either. I think it's more to your point to, to, to a degree. I've played this many snaps. Yeah. I, I have a grudge from last yeah. year. Also, he sat there last year and watched someone that we've said for years as a great teammate, a great Bengal. He watched what A.J. Green did. Yes, pulled it off. He watched A.J. Green probably go through pregame warm-ups half the season. He said, man, why isn't he playing? Dude looks good. He looks great. <laughs> AJ didn't play, and AJ does, does he look great? AJ is the the quote the, the team guy, <laughs> right, right? Right. The the consummate pro. That's been Geno Atkins. He sat there and watched that last year. So you get to this point, and let's be honest: if you're not playing for playoffs, are you are you conserving your body? Or are you going to go throw it around out and, there? And and that's where I feel like back to your Carlos Dunlap point. He's got his money. He's paid. Does he have to go a thousand miles an hour every play, every th- third play, every twenty? I mean, honestly. It feels like it's almost like he's out there and I'm collecting a check. Mm-hmm. I, and look, Part it is a business. I've still not seen. It, it is a business. <laughs> it is a business. And I think I think players are now realizing, hey, when I get my money and, and I'm playing for this crap team, what's the point? I'm getting paid. I'm not, I'm not going to hurt myself to get paid. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to go the extra mile to get paid. I'm not. If Gino played the first three weeks and was healthy, what's their record? Three and one. With Gino, mm-hmm. he's that big of a difference. Wow! I think enough. Yeah. Wow. I, I I don't think as much as the Chargers ran between the so tackles. This isn't a crap team then. The way you're. Saying. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. Wow. Maybe. But not. yeah, when DJ Reader goes out, you're right. Yeah. Atkins is in there. That's that the only. That's it. the only time that the Chargers ran up the middle. I mean, God love Christian Covington. He's literally a defensive end trying to play defensive tackle yesterday, right? And and yeah, and I like him as a compliment. I do he too. Can't be a starter. He, he can't be a 60, you, 57, 75% snap guy. And, and to, if you look at the defense yesterday, I don't know what Jay Gruden was doing going away from Robinson. Agreed. So much. Agreed. I would well, I was on, on I was shocked. Out, the first play of the second half. Yeah, yeah the holding yard, the holding penalty brought it back, but they gouged them. Forty yards. I was run. shocked they went away from that in a game that was still under possession for so long. Um, I was shocked to see that, and I'm I'm now done completely with the Minshew hype train. I think he's garbage. I think he's terrible. <laughs> People were saying he was better than Baker two weeks ago. Yeah, now he's, now he's, he's terrible. terrible. I'm watching that yesterday. He's terrible. He's fairly inaccurate at times. Yes, that and he just. I mean, I think he misses stuff in the pocket. And then his scramble and throw away, and I don't like his look. Yeah, as I say, you don't like the mustache, do you? The you mustache. jealous? Yeah, it's the mustache. You jealous of the mustache? I think it's because you're a heightist. It's because he's six foot. <laughs> you hated Zach Caleros, a heightist, and, and now Man. you hate Gardner Minshew. Here we go. You no. hated Caleros back in the day. That's now tremendous. You hate That's you hate tremendous. Me. I'm five nine. All right, let's get let's get let's get to the other guy, uh, and that would be AJ Green, Ooh. and. The the play towards the end of the game, I guess his I guess his last play in theory, where no, he, tried, he was back out there, yeah, running around like like a like blocking like a crazy man. But anyway, when I saw him sitting on the ground oh, and the helmet off, I looked and went, "He's done." Oh come on, he's done. Come on, he's done. Because he got interfered with by a safety who was way too damn physical and should have been thrown out. He should get fined like three times. So the AJ Green you're watching, you think is good? No, I didn't say that. Okay, I'm not saying he's done. I'm the I'm the last to the the done party though. Okay, I'm okay. always the last. Okay. I, don't, I don't like burying people. I, I, I didn't bury Peyton Manning in that, his final that, year. That's fair. When he, when he couldn't throw one six that's, yards. That's right. Not hey. By the way, he won a Super Bowl that year. Yeah. yeah well, they won. A, hope, they won a Super there's Bowl. Hope for AJ Green too. Yeah. Um, 
He can't separate, though. Let, James, let, he can't separate. He has no burst any longer. He looks like he's not playing with very much confidence. He looks like he doesn't. And he's admitted he's he's a little bit lost in this offense. The one thing I, I did say on a podcast last night. Lo- Real quick. Sorry. He said it, though, remember? I, he did. I don't know how in the hell that's possible because A.J. Green's an extremely smart football mm-hmm. player. Like, this isn't Chad Johnson who, who ran, you know, the, what was he, the X for the Bengals for yeah, years and yep. years and years. And then he gets to New England, has to play all three spots. And, and doesn't always do it right. Yeah, this isn't that. So, I don't know if I buy that. I think it's the other part. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I do too. And I think that sometimes is the cop-out of I, I, I'm i not grasping the offense. Playbook. Um, yeah, I think you're grasping the offense. I don't think you're able to get out of your breaks as quickly. I don't think you're able to separate at all. Um, he just looks like he's playing with l- no confidence. He's been targeted 33 times, caught 14 balls. The last two th- that, that puts him on pace to be targeted 132 times this year, which the last two times he was targeted that many times was 2017, full season, 2015, full season, and he had over 1,000 yards both years. Mm-hmm. He's on pace right now for 56 catches and less than 500 yards. The three yards really knocked that average down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. down Not a lot. lot because it was already pretty small it was as it was. 600, but yeah, yeah. It, yeah. But, um, those aren't green numbers. No. And I just... It, it, just eyeball testing, it makes me go, if his name doesn't say green on the back, is he even active? Yeah. It's uh, it, it's hard to watch because it's someone that's been so great for so long right. in Cincinnati. Made it look so easy. And you, You're burying him right now. You respect everything that he that he's done. but Oh, my God. Watching Tony, can you get that extra show for me? i got to <laughs> get some more a, dirt going is here. Is this a funeral? Oh watching, watching A.J. Green. And Jacksonville was out their best corner yesterday, and you wouldn't have known it. Every ball that went A.J. Green's way, it looked like blanket coverage. Mm-hmm. It looked like Darrell Rivas in his prime was guarding A.J. Green yesterday. And to not see the separation, not just yesterday, but all, all year, not being able to separate, uh, not being able to take the top off the defense. Um, the route running we mentioned last week, him and Boyd in the same spot, and it felt like A.J. Green couldn't cut and go the other way. It's just hard to watch a guy that's done it so good for so long not be able to move the it, way. And I, I think that's where the frustration for him that you see comes from because he wants to do what he's done his whole career. I just don't think physically he can. Well, and is there the fear mentally? And I get it. I mean, you're coming off so many things that have happened to your legs and feet and ankles and toes over the last year and a half. Do you push it as much as you really should, right? I mean, is he able to, to block some of that out mentally and just go, you know what, I'm just going to keep playing as hard as I can. I don't. I can't think about injury, but you do. It's, it's human nature. I think you do, but at some point, your instincts take over, right? At some point in these games, it should. You know, I mean, Tony's been hurt. At some point, you, do, you don't think about the defensive lineman about to hit you. And, and then and I guess it's so, the and I guess at some point when that happens, and you're not able to have the burst you once had, though, it's just gone. And that's what I, I want to know is, look, he was really limited in camp, and it's really hard to remember. But I, I go back to hearing Lap just rave about him. And they got access to camp two days before us, yep. and then AJ got hurt. The very first day we were the there. The very first day, and we didn't get to see him. It was an 11-on-11, 11 11, and that was pretty much it. But I don't think Lap was doing that just for fun. I think Lap, to Lap's point, though, is physically how good he looks. Yes. But, but, Strong. But, um, and what I'm cut. saying is he clearly doesn't look that way now. But he was also doing some of that stuff I would bet you on air, too, yeah. not against, not sure. against competition, and, and that's a big difference. Do you think he looks the same in warm-ups? I don't watch it close enough, to be honest with you, and I probably should, but I, I haven't really watched him close enough in warm-ups. I, I thought I, – I don't know. I wonder if the hamstring's still bothering him. 
I, I wonder because it's I, fair. I, it's he gets point, up slow. Yeah, he does get up slow. No, it's it's fair. Times. Yeah. At time, and I'm like, why the hell are you wincing? Like you just fell to the ground. Like, and I get it, it's a physical game. He never used to wince like mm-hmm. that. So I don't know what's up with him, but something is. All right. So then, so then I guess it goes and, back to and, and I do agree with you that he is thinking. You, it, 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 and maybe it's the offense, maybe it's injury, maybe it's a mixture of both. But it does feel like he's thinking out. All right, I'm going to go here. I'm going to do that, it, and that's. Then you're a step slow. All right, so then what do they do with him? How much longer do you ride this out and hope that the rust gets shaken off, that, that somehow, some way, you get to see the bursts of A.J. Green of old? Not not every snap, but the occasional snap. It's on Zach Taylor. No, no, but, but at what point, yeah, at what point, though, do you make that decision? Make what decision? Of, on a Sunday, he's the one, one of the guys that sits down and he, John Ross comes up? He's not an active. I would never make If his active. name doesn't say Green on the back, and you're, honestly, take, take that off. If it's not Green on the back of that uniform and you're watching that guy play, is he active or is John Ross active? Sure, I agree. I, I Who? think I, what? speak the name. I'm not gonna. Who's I'm not active? gonna talk about anything about Green inactive because Green shouldn't be inactive. He shouldn't be. I, I'm shut because that down it's now. AJ Green, right? He, yes, because okay. it's AJ Green. Okay, yeah, that's exactly not because right. of, not I'm because not of what's being done him. on the field. I'm I, as of right now, yes, but. That doesn't mean he can't improve I want, some and be productive. I want your guy more than I want him that, on the field right now. Mean, yeah, and I still think Green should be – if it's Ross or Green, I'm still keeping Green active. And I'm the John Ross guy. But there's not more upside it's right AJ now? AJ Green. Yeah, of course. I, I came Speed, in here – jet sweeps. I came in here and said Ross should be active. Okay. I think he should have been active yesterday. I think a lot – why the hell would Alex Erickson ever get a handoff before John Ross? That's on the, the field. thing ever. On the field. Because he won't the, fumble it? It's the on the field. Ever. Yeah, oh, yeah, four years ago. On the I, field. I, I better hear people say that Drew Sample can't catch in the end zone four years from now, the same way people talk about John Ross four years ago. On the Unless field, he catches another one in the end zone. Go on ahead, the Tuck. field right now, more upside with what they can do for a roster and an offense, John Ross or A.J. Green? Ross, as of right now. But Ross is also ahead of Tate and Thomas. No, and, he's not. Yes, he is. He's no, not ahead he's of, not. He's yes, not no. ahead of Auden Tate. Think, no, they don't Th- think they he is. They don't. And Joe upside, Burrow doesn't. Upside? There's, not even close. Tate had one catch yesterday, guys. It's a hell of a catch. Back shoulder. I, fine. One catch. Well, how many snaps did he play? They didn't play him many snaps. Oh. That's the reality of this wide receiver. Right, but the, if, but the one opportunity he got, he caught the opportunities that number 11 gets, he drops. If you're developing a quarterback... I want the quarterback to be most comfortable with the guys he's throwing to. And right. clearly right now, if you watched all of training camp, that's Tyler Boyd, now it's T. Higgins, and it's Auden Tate from what they did in camp. Burrow Mike makes Thomas. Burrow makes Mike it Thomas. Yes. I mean, yeah. Joe Burrow, I feel like he makes it a point at times to try to throw to AJ. Oh, there's no question. Because if about it's that. Joe Burrow reading it, he's not throwing because AJ's not open. No, he's there's trying no to get AJ involved. Absolutely. Whether that's Joe Burrow or whether that's Zach Taylor. That's why he's still averaging eight targets a game. They're yes. trying to get yes. that's the point that they're trying to get the guy involved. Sure. Here's the reality though. Do you if Green is out and T. Higgins is drawing the number one corner? Or Tyler Boyd's drawing the number one corner. We've seen this offense. Who are you going to bank on? Who are you bank? I'm just asking. What am I losing? What am I losing? They're, at- they're, they're not rolling coverage his way anymore. They're playing one on one. They did week two. They did week two. There ain't any more. If you watch, I, they, yeah, they didn't yesterday. If you watch four four weeks of film on the Bengals, you are not rolling anything to AJ Green right now. I, I at least am scared that John Ross can run by me. I'm at least scared of that. That's why he should be active. Right. And that's why if I'm choosing between A.J. Green and John Ross, so I you're, to... you're Say it. Say you're making A.J. Green inactive for Week 5 at Baltimore. I am. Wow. I am. No way. 
No way. I, I can't do Tony, it. Tony, you make what a choice. What am I going to watch? Tony, you make a choice. Am I going to watch AJ have one catch for seven yards? Three yards. Three. Don't don't give him, don't give him too much. No, I'm projecting. Oh, this you're week. projecting. I'm sorry. Yeah, my bad. Like, what do you? What do you? If you're going to give is Zach Taylor a good play caller? Mm, we'll see. If, you're, if he is, he'll find okay. a way to get Green open. If Gr- Green will get open on a lot of these offenses, still they will get him open. Uh, you're right. He's just done. If Joe Mixon is getting, dude, they've targeted him 33 times, James. That's a lot of tosses I'm his way that. and 14 that, catches. But I'm saying adjust. Should T Higgins right, get hey, more passes? We're, we're going to move him in the slot, and we're going to play Mike Tom. We're going to play Mike Thomas, and we're going to play T Higgins on the outside more. Or and, swallow and hard and do what's best for your team, which is. No, I gotta play John what, what, Ross ahead of him. It's, what's best it for the sucks. Team, what, what's best for the team is not best. This team, AJ Green. This team had their best offensive output, and it was Joe Mixon getting thirty-one touches. Yes. Okay, so Joe Mixon thirty-one touches. I'd like Tyler Boyd to get eight to ten targets. And he got what he had caught nine balls or seven balls. What how many you want? How seven? many you want? I think seven. Seven. Yeah. How many you want T Higgins to get? Seven, eight targets. And he caught four. Drew Sample three. a couple. You want to give Giovanni Bernard a couple? How much are you losing if AJ Green's not in uh, there? Drew Sample a couple. Yeah, Drew Sample, Drew Sample had targets. some good plays yesterday. He made more, a cut other than the that, touchdown. The touchdown was awful. No, the, no, the interception was awful. I'm but not he knocking Sample ran a nice screen to him. Yep. Th- this idea that AJ Green doesn't need targets, but Sample does, is a little. Sample was open. He's getting targets. He's not getting catches. There's a big difference. Sample was winning his one-on-one matchup. That's right. AJ Green other is than not the one in the end zone. AJ Green saw has seen more double coverage than anyone on the team this year. Still. You understand that. How much double coverage did he see yesterday? None. Okay. He struggled yesterday. No doubt about catch. it. But but are we overreacting? At, at one, and he didn't have a – how many times was he targeted yesterday? It's not like he was targeted Five a Five times. He was interfered with the one, which he would have caught. He was interfered. The guy got there early. Let's stop. He did. Catch uh, the ball. Um, Auden Tate got – hang on. The one Auden Tate caught, what did they call him that? Pass interference, defense, and yeah, he caught it. Yeah, mm. it's it was body. The guy mm. hit green and hit the ball. Like, it was a good play, but he just got there early. There's a difference. How about the ball where Joe slightly overthrows him? I mean, and that's where there's it was no obvious. acceleration on the first drive None. of the game. Would yes. you have had that? Yeah, would you have caught I that? I would have had that. See, you would have caught. See? You would have caught that. I would have had that. According to uh, NFL Next Gen, he ran like 15 miles an hour. Is his fastest. I'll go but on. A, I, the, I'll run faster than 15 miles an hour. Well, you're making our point yes. for us, bro. You're giving all these all these stats, and you're telling me about John Ross, but you're also saying that you're going to keep AJ Green active. I would keep AJ Green active this week. I would, I would. This is fascinating. I, this is fascinating because I'm like to me. You guys are like putting these guys up against each other. In reality, because that's what it is. It's it's one against the other. It, it really is. It, there, look, Alex Erickson's going to be up whether you like it or it not because of special teams. Mike that's Thomas is going to be up whether you like it or not because of special teams. It comes down to right now, Auden Tate versus John Ross. Hey, Erickson for what? Because he's good at returning. They right whether you Reverses. like it or not, they love him. They Reverses. love him because he no, catches I the ball like on him. punts. I like it's just a deep ass receiving room. So, and, it, and if it's Alex Erickson, because he gives special, special team snaps team. or AJ Green, I'm. But I'm, it's but it, that's not their deci- that's not the decision make they make. A, you guys got under. This is such a ripple. If you make AJ Green inactive, who knows if it helps or hurts the offense? I I still think it would hurt the offense. I think it would hurt the whole wide receiver room as a whole. But here's the other thing. If you try to move this dude at the deadline, which every single one of these listeners are saying right now, everybody in Cincinnati is saying, I'm, you are I'm, not, I'm in that group. You are not going to, by making him inactive, it's just your conditional What are you going to get for him anyway? You're not getting for him anyway. Conditional sixth anyway. If Zach Taylor can scheme and Brian Callahan are worth his salt, they'll be able to find a way to get you know, pump up those stats a if you are, over the next couple of weeks. If, you're if scheming it, to win, though. If I mean, not, I, no, I agree, but there, there, there's probably, you're telling me, that AJ, this is the standard. You think he's just going to have one reception for three yards every week now? 
It was no, a bad game. No, I think game, he's gonna. Have, I think I think he's gonna have. I'm, I think he's gonna have three for twenty six on nine targets. That's what I think. Maybe. I, I, but I don't think so. If give me Zach four, Taylor, give me four John Ross targets down the field, and I'll take my one reception for fifty two. I've been saying it for three years. I don't. That's what I, I think. John Ross whether, should get again, four targets you, every but, game. But the every bottom line game. is this: it comes down then to Auden Tate, AJ Green, John Ross. They're, they love they love what Tate gives them. So then we're down Do to AJ Green, John he was Ross. Active two weeks ago, he was, and it was probably a decision they look back and go, "Well, we probably messed that up because here did he is they? being up." I don't know. I, I, I think it comes. I don't back, know if they did. I think for them, they they don't trust John Ross either. I think if you had Joe Burrow in a room, just just Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor, and you said who do you who do you want out there, he would say Auden Tate. No question. I feel like he has no that question. rapport with Auden Tate. If you're a defense right now, if you're the Baltimore Ravens and you're putting game plan together against the Bengals, what are you saying that you're going to take away? I'm taking away Joe Mixon. I'm taking away Joe Mixon, and we got to come up and be physical and take away the short passing game. Yep. Because you are not afraid of anyone right now for the Bengals Going by beating you. you over the top. Who could be that one person over the top? Because you can't John take Ross. Tyler Boyd out of the offense. Guys. You can't take T. Higgins out of the offense right but now. It, that, you can't I, then take it comes Mike back Thomas. to this, James. It's it's an either or. It's either John Ross or A.J. Green, period. It's one of those two periods. Yes. Yeah. It's odd and take. It's not. It's not. It, it is. Or it's Alex Erickson. It is not A.J. Green. Guys, You. It's this is insane. If you're and saying, I can't believe... The biggest John Ross hater on the planet in Tony Pike, right. the biggest, is like, yeah, deactivate seven-time Pro Bowler A.J. Green after four games. But, you know, that's the, that, that's the part that, 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 that I think, unfortunately, coaching staffs and organizations can't look past. Yes, seven-time Pro Bowler. He ain't anymore. What have you, you done have to deal, for me You lately? have to deal with the present. The, the, I tell you, whether you hate Bill Belichick or not, the Patriots are so good at sometimes even letting a guy go a year early and saying, you know what? We'll get something for value for him, and we'll, we'll, we'll pick somebody else. Sure. The Bengals, it feels like, and especially with A.J. Green, and this city does this a lot, we're paying on past performance. I, I had no problem with them franchise tagging him. I get it. You want to kick the tires. Well, you wanted to see I, what he looked like. Right. I've seen it. So just finish Four it. games. So just finish it with this. After this year, four games. Are, are we you, sure his hamstrings on? Are you giving? Are you I giving, don't know. Are you giving I, I'm AJ? Just saying. Well, if it's not, now, then don't now play. If it, now, if it's not, yeah, then inactivate him and let okay. him get healthy. I but agree. It, he hasn't it. been on the injury report. But for no, a, I know. I for AJ Green, who sat out all last year, if your hamstrings tight, you're not you're not risking it. So right. you wouldn't play. So as of Actually, right now, might play. As of right now, is there more upside to finish out this season and say, look, John Ross is this is it for him. Let's see if we should do something to make him an offer because surely right now you're not going to pay AJ Green a three or four year deal. No. No. Okay. Good God, and, no. So, get, honestly, so, so figure out what you're going to do for your future with, with Joe Burrow. That's then. fine, but he, here's the problem with Ross, and this is the problem you said, people of the city. Every single person in the damn city does this, and probably two out of the three people in this room. <laughs> if John Ross makes a damn bad play, everyone loses their damn mind. Well, I saw T. Higgins drop a ball yesterday. I saw Drew Sample let a ball go through his hands in the end zone. I saw Drew Sample let a ball that ended up getting picked. If John Ross does any of those things, the entire press box, the entire press box at Paul Brown Stadium right. would have gasped. Because he does it consistently. And So you're asking for this guy. If he comes back. I'm and kicking the tires active, one more time. This is what I want from you two and everyone listening and all the people of Cincinnati. And I, whoever's inactive is inactive. When Ross gets his chance, and he will. He I know will. He will. In week 15, it'll be great. No. It'll be, go- it'll be well, glorious. When the, hell, you guys want it to happen this week. Yes. So why are you mocking it? Hey, when he gets his chance, give him more than one reverse. More than one deep ball. More than one screen. Give him a real chance. I haven't seen him in his speed. And don't gasp. If he does have an issue or if he does, oh, you know. Oh, I'm going to gasp if he drops slip. a ball. I didn't say drop a ball. 
I, 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 anything, anything Ross does, the entire world gasps when mistakes happen every single week, every almost every single play with this team. They so, can't count on him. So tr- fine, but I'm saying, and I can't count on AJ Green him, right now. If you're going to bring him back, especially for AJ Green, then please take a deep breath and let him cook a little bit. Let him cook a little. I bit. I think AJ Green's cooked. Wow. Um, speaking of, uh, speaking of, it's four games. I've seen him for a decade. I'm not burying him yet. I'm not burying him the yet. The decade was glorious. I'm not Other burying than the toe and the hamstring and the ankle and yeah. the foot. Oh, man. All, all those times. But, yes, the, the the rest of the time was glorious. I will give you that. I love the guy. Like I, in, he, he's, in, been, he's it, been one of my favorite one, Bengals of all time. The one thing in fairness, right and, and, and it, people, it goes to your point, thought James. Steve Smith was cooked in Carolina, too. That's they did. They did. That's because Tony Pike almost ruined him. Um, okay, let him go somewhere else and have a fresh start. Then the, the one thing I'll uh, hang on. The one thing I'll give you, I'll give just you to your give corner him a is second. give him a couple games. He just played his preseason. I'm gonna. I'll give you that part of it. And I'll give you that part of it that mm-hmm. he just played his preseason. It, honestly, though, it's much more than preseason. I agree. Live games are. I, I agree, know, but, but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I'll give you that. And, but and, I just don't feel if I'm coming out of preseason. I ain't feeling good about that guy. No, and it, well, and the other part of it is, and this is the reality: he should have beat up the Jags. I went into that game saying, "Yeah, AJ Green is going to have a huge day." The first play, the little three-yard BS. Yes, and I should actually say it: the three-yard BS on the first play of the game. It should have been a play-action shot downfield. Yes, I would have went right to Green. Play action. I turned to Ben Baby and I said, "This is what they should do right now." And guess what? They didn't do it. No. And and, and, and I don't know. Maybe, maybe he could have. I don't know. Right. That's the. That's I don't. Know. But that's where you want to try to take the shots and build the confidence because they they're really going to connect on a deep ball this week. You know, Burrow to Green. No, they're not going to have enough time to do it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So th- you know, that was the week and that was the moment to do it. All right. I'm still not burying him yet. I am concerned though. Concern level. I'll bring is there. the wheelbarrow. You bring the shovels, and James can watch from afar and yell at us while we do it. Deal. Why? Like John Ross is, you know, catching balls. You and John Ross can mock us from the hill. Yeah. We're... How, about, how about that? Ask Ask John Ross or Auden Tate or uh, Mike Thomas or you know Tyler Boyd or any of those guys if AJ Green's cooked. Off the record, ask them. They won't say he's cooked. Off the record, mm. they won't. Mm. Okay. Mm. I don't know about that. Off part. the record. Off the record. Think, do you think Joe Burrow wants to throw a pass? If it's, if it's game on the line, Joe Burrow would pick A.J. Green probably fourth right now to throw the ball to. Game ahead, on the line. Who's ahead of him? Boyd, Higgins, mm-hmm. Tate. Not Tate. Mm. Game on the line. Mike watched, t- I, watched, I, watched, I, watched, I watched all preseason camp when it was a, a, a All preseason situation. camp, and, they, and then he was inactive, and he's had two catch, three catches in two weeks. I'm just saying. My, Mike Thomas Off the record. Tate. That's what and and A.J. Green is, too, because in the one game-winning situation, guess who he went to? Green, and they scored. A.J. did? Pushed off. Oh. Oh he had to push off to get separation come there, on, James. man. They were hugging him. They <laughs> were uh, hugging him. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk some college football where UC gets another win thanks to its defense. But what we talked about last week rears its ugly head, and I'm done with the Big 12. I, I, oh. I'm not even sure I can watch a Big 12 game again, including there was a bad beat if you were a gambler in the Big 12 that we'll yeah, talk about as well. <laughs> we'll continue. It's the Angry Quarterbacks podcast from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Getting answers, finding solutions. Local 12 News investigates. As soon as we called you, everything happened very quickly. Not afraid to ask the tough questions. Taking action, getting the truth. Local 12 News investigates. Potholes are the most destructive things vehicles hit on a daily basis. 
This pothole season, get a free alignment check with any tire purchase. At Firestone Complete Auto Care. Contact Derek Lester at the Kenwood Firestone location for great customer service at 513-401-7892. That's 513-401-7892. Welcome back into the Angry Quarterback Season 5, Episode 6. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com with James Rapine of SI.com, the A.J. Green, John Ross apologist, and Tony Tony Pike, the, the real quarterback. Let's talk some college football in this segment. And, Tony, I'll start with you and the UC Bearcats. We, we talked about this last week, the concept of should UC start to groom Ben Bryant. Unfortunately, he was unavailable this past weekend. It will be yeah. questionable if he's available. Um, my friend Chad Brendel uh, contacted me and said that he really hasn't thrown the ball great in practice, um, and, and maybe that's part of it. But uh, Des Ritter – we talked about it's hard to take a winner out, and I'm a big believer yeah. it's hard to take a winner out, but are they going to the win to the extent that this team's capable of winning with him playing quarterback long-term? Quite simply, right now, no. Um, back-to-back 11-win seasons. You know what this team also had in those back-to-back 11-win seasons? It's running. Michael Warren, and they had Josiah DeGuara. Great. Two, two of the best security blankets a quarterback can have. At, at some point, some team... And you saw that South Florida gives up over 250 rushing yards a game. You're yes. going to be able to run the ball yes. against yes. them. They ran the ball for 69 yards against Army. Going forward, and this schedule is not as easy as a normal American athletic conference schedule. Going forward, the Cincinnati Bearcats at some point will have to throw the ball down the field to win. At some point, Des Ritter will have to throw for 350 yards for this team to win. I mean, and right now... He does not show the ability to do that. And when you when you add that on top of the fact of the decision-making, you underthrow a ball in the red zone in one-on-one, interception. You throw a ball across your body in the middle of the field, interception. You have a third interception. Luckily, you have one of the best defenses in the country who, who forces five interceptions. Right. But at some point, your quarterback has to make plays. And now you look ahead. You, you got a bye week, and then you bye. got at Tulsa, which just beat UCF. Yes. At SMU, which just beat Memphis in a close game. And then, oh, Memphis comes to, yes. to Nipper. And then you're going to get UCF. So this bye, and I, I asked Coach Fickle this after the game, can't be a normal bye week because you now get to the heart of your schedule. Right. And maybe you thought this Tulsa game would ease into it. Not now. I mean, they played Oklahoma State really well they to start really, the year. Def- defensively, they were great. Yeah, in that they game. gave them fits, and then they come back and, and beat UCF. So, it wasn't a fluke that they beat UCF. I watched that game and I watched that finish. Des Ritter has to be able to make plays down the field, and it's not just the interceptions; it's missing opportunities. Right. He missed a bunch in the Army no, game. No safety high against South Florida last week. You have a receiver running open down the middle, doesn't put enough air on it, overthrows it by seven or eight yards. Just, just decisions that you can't make in your third year. It's, it's, it's stuff that as a freshman, sophomore, you're like, all right, he'll grow out of that. You can't make those plays right now. Well, he hasn't grown out of it. Right. You know, that, that's, the, that's kind of the concern is you, you were hoping, and Richard's brought this up a couple times, is, you know, the injury last year, you're hoping that, almost hoping that that was why. Right, right. Well, now you're watching and it's like, I, I don't maybe know. Maybe that wasn't Yeah, why. maybe that, you know, maybe that, this is just him. And if this is just him, there's a ceiling to this team. Regardless of how good the defense is, regardless right. of you know how much you run the ball or anything like that, and that's that's unfortunate. So and, hopefully he learns in 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 fine you know because 
again, I, I, I just went on this whole rant about overreact. It's been a couple games. Maybe, you know, he gets it hits his stride because I heard all about it, you know, yeah. at Camp Ground, how good he was playing. And to your point, it is a new receiving core. Mm-hmm. And there can be some said, look, all of camp, they went ones on ones. That receiving core was going against one of the best secondaries in the country. Then the second in the in the country, right. maybe the receiving core struggled at camp, and maybe Dez's timing is now off a little bit. And mm-hmm. you're you're trying to get back to that, and you don't want to sit here and, and, and make excuses for what's going on. But at some point, you have to show the development. And, I, it's, and at some point, again, you, you've got to put thirty-five up there. You don't you don't have the ability like he did like, multiple games last year. He had on, under one hundred yards, yards right. passing, under one hundred yards passing in a game. Can't do that this year, and and they were they were darn close the way that game started. There were four turnovers in the first eleven plays. Yeah, I mean it couldn't have went any worse. Yes, they got the ground game going a little bit, but they're trying to rotate three different running backs. They're still trying to find their footing on the ground. The offensive line is still trying to find their footing. Unfortunately, because the American Athletic Conference is better, which is great than years past, you don't have any more of those easy leading games. That was supposed to be South Florida. And you didn't do enough to to wow going out of that game. All right, so you've been told that, that Ben Bryan hasn't thrown it well in practice. I've been told the same thing. But I also saw a body of work last mm-hmm. year where when the games were real, he did throw the ball pretty well. So how much do you gauge of of practice versus what we've seen in games? I'm, I'm always a proponent of guys can just be gamers. You know, some guys don't practice well. Um, we had receivers at UC that didn't practice well. Names. And then they went out. <laughs> I love it. And then they went out during games and some of the best players on the field. Marty Gilliard. <laughs> I knew. I knew. I, well, we got Richard. <laughs> but, but at some point, like, the guy's just a gamer. And for, for Ben Bryant, there has to be a level of frustration, right? You're, you're, you're a highly tatted recruit. You come in, and all of a sudden the guy you're behind wins 11 games in back-to-back years. And so you go into this offseason thinking, okay – Spring ball, but I'm going right. to get my and then, shot. And then no spring ball. That gets taken away. So you've got to be demoralized a little bit and probably frustrated at practice. Oh, here comes Evan Prater, the highest rated recruit that this school's ever received. And the next thing you know, you're getting squeezed. You're kind of squeezing. You're the afterthought, right? So I could see maybe him taking a step back in practices. But from what I've seen when he's played in games, he's played at a, at a high level. And he can certainly accuracy-wise make the throws. And you know what I, I like? And you mentioned this last week, and I, I think it is something they should – maybe do moving forward is give him two series mm-hmm. and plan it and try, just try to get him a little experience just to see because and you're running out of is, those opportunities to do that yeah, right yeah. i mean that this was this would have been a perfect week he it, couldn't it, and he wasn't available either but it, yes it, it would have and i think back to your year and obviously there's a lot of bearcats fans that are thinking undefeated and you know that that is there well you guys needed two guys mm-hmm. you know you needed it, it was a collective effort for my junior year yeah, absolutely that's right I, I forgot about that who who was uh uh, Dustin Grutza, yeah. Zach Kolaris, Chaz Anderson. Chaz Anderson was the one I was thinking of. I remember he had to. Who start was the best basketball player among the quarterback group? I was Zach. Mm, Dustin Grutza was pretty good. Zach Kolaris. Huh? He played on a state championship team. Well, I won a state championship. He wanted. He, he wanted a single single layer uh, single class in Kentucky. Kentucky basketball doesn't count. Give me a break. <laughs> Dustin Grutza versus you one on one. Who wins? Says the UK fan. I would win. <laughs> No, I you already win. lost. Wait, that was three years ago. You're too little, Tony. What was the score, was the score of that game? It wasn't close. Uh, yeah. 16-9, I think. Wow. Did you just back him down? I could have every play. It got boring. <laughs> You're like Anthony Davis. You get bored and you just go out there and start jacking like up Anthony threes. Anthony Davis, man. <laughs> Thank you. I'm too strong now. It wouldn't happen. There you go, oh. see? Anyways, <laughs> I think that part of it would uh, 
would certainly help. I mean, because you get one Ryan experience. Two, I think it puts a little pressure. And, and, and that and sometimes is good. Pressure can be good, right? The, and if and if not, it's it might tell you all you need to know. And the good thing about those situations, it was never a surprise, or you were never as a quarterback looking over your shoulder. It was going in like, hey, we're going to give him two series in the second. It was a plan, right? And you knew the plan, so you could go out and and go O for your first date, or you could go eight for eight, and it was still going to happen. So you weren't constantly looking over your shoulder. It was this is what we need to do, and it's what's best for the team. I don't think that would hurt, but for for whatever reason, this this staff hasn't tried that, and you just hope that with, doesn't hurt them. You hope with so much talent on the defense, and you hope with so many dudes in the backfield and a better receiving core, and you have you have Josh Wiley as your second tight end right now. You hope with all of that coming together that something like this doesn't end up hurting this team. In the and, game. and I'll be honest, and I know the Big Ten's going to probably fill a spot in the college football playoff this year. But the door is open. The Big 12 has no chance whatsoever. I nope. mean, literally, I, I, I guess in theory Oklahoma State could still run the table. But you want a comparison. If Oklahoma State gets beat in the Big 12, which it will, and you want to look back, as you mentioned, Tulsa played them toe-to-toe. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good comparison then for me. If Oklahoma State right now is the best team in the Big 12, and I don't think they are, I thought Texas was, and they kind of blew that opportunity. The door is now open for a a, a group of five team to get in, yeah. right? You got to yeah. run the table to do it, yeah. and you probably got to do it a little more impressively than beating South Florida twenty eight to seven. But you got a chance to do it. That's my thing with with this team. For years, they've been able to sneak up on people. Now you're the you're the guy, Desmond Howard. Multiple guys picking you to go right. to the playoffs. Names at least on yep. the tip of some tongues. You you can't just squeak by with wins because you're going to get to a point where you're going to be like, ah, I just don't know because you got to pass the eye test yeah. too, and. With what they've done at, at quarterback right now, they haven't. All right. There was a bad gambling beat over the, over the weekend in college football. It did involve Texas where they were down 35-31 late. Texas Tech decides, or uh, rightfully so, or TCU rather decides rightfully so, um, we're going we're gonna to take a safety on the final yeah. play of the game. And apparently, I didn't. I did not even look at the over-under for that game. Big 12 over-unders I can't even look at because they're so astronomically high and it's just the stupidest thing ever. There'll be an 80 at some point. Hell, there's probably already been yeah. an 80 at some point this year. So from what I understand, that did push the total over. Is that correct? And yes. you sounded quite dejected when I brought that up earlier. Yeah. Uh, I took Texas thinking they'd bounce back because they got woken up last week. Yeah, yeah um, bounce back I also, right. I also thought Oklahoma would bounce back yeah. because they got yeah. woken up. Yeah, and they didn't. So Neither one of them can stop anybody. They're done. Um, and 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 one other thing in, in the college football, can we stop now praising Jimbo Fisher as this yes, elite thank coach? You. Thank you. I mean, good gracious, You're just getting their doors beat in. Yeah, got their doors beat in after struggling to beat God awful Vandy, which then got the their doors beat in by LSU, an angry LSU team. Yes. For goodness sakes. Yes. When you look at the team's college football playoff wise, I know Clemson's probably bored, but they just. They don't look like they have it. They have it to get to the football, to get to the playoffs. But for whatever reason, they just they don't look good to me. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm expecting sixty three to tens, but they don't they don't look right to me. I think that hurt them a little bit last year too, actually. Because I, I I thought there were times when they looked the same, and then you know they barely get by Ohio State, and then they get their doors their doors beat in the championship game. Yeah, right. You know, after getting off to a good start, and something does it can be said about them rolling and looking the part yeah. ahead of it. Last year, I dismissed it. But now that I did lost, too. I was with you. I'm like, yeah, they're 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 fine. Yeah, like so. I, I agree with you. You, you want to see them get kind of in sync and in gear. And when you watch them, they got so many dudes. Holy so Toledo! Many. Clemson's a team too. You basically have to get over Notre Dame. 
And you're gonna, you're gonna, you're or gonna, Miami. You're gonna. We're no. gonna know if Miami. We're, I mean, they play this week, right? I'm we're gonna know yeah, if Miami's back. Week. Yeah, I'm we're, we're gonna know yet. if Miami's. I'm not there yet either, but I, we're gonna I mean, find you out. Will be if they win, right? For for college football, that'd be crazy. Uh, Bama is the real deal. No Their doubt. receiving core is crazy good. I think Florida's looked really good. Yeah, defensively the they got a little bit of issues, but offensively they are really yeah. dynamic. And the reason that UC needs to keep winning, BYU looks really good. Yes, they do. Like BYU, their eyeball test. Yes, their eyeball test is better than UC. Yes, right now. no question. I mean, I know they haven't played a great schedule, but they also played a team from the American in Navy, and they beat the living daylights out of them in in, in week one. Living so daylights. yeah, I think you're right. That's a that's a scary proposition. I have not looked ahead enough at their schedule. They're an independent, so they've had to really put together a mishmash of a schedule. Yep. Um, but um, th- you know, they have a. I'm going to guess a legit chance to run the table. Uh, I don't. They have. Uh... UTSA, Houston, Texas State, Western Kentucky, Boise. Um, they play North Alabama and San Diego State. Yeah, and I, I think, unfortunately for them, even though the eyeball test is going to be there, that's just not enough yeah. of a scale. I mean, if, but, if, you, if, but a UC if UC run, slips well, up once, yes, it's over you, this year. It, it is. And it still may not be enough because I think you're going to get two SECs. You're going to get Clemson or Miami if they pull the upset and run the table. Mm-hmm. Probably Clemson. And you're going to get a Big Ten, right? Yeah. I mean, that's mm-hmm. more than likely what it's going to be. I don't care what the line is. I will t- I'll, I'll load up on Clemson this week. I, I, was, I, I keep saying that every week. I thought they'd beat the doors off of Virginia, and they did not. This is a game they know they need to come. And yeah, and that's probably fair. Um, the college football playoff committee opted uh, came out this, w- this past week and talked about not expanding from four to eight. I, I was disappointed in that. I-, I just feel like this is a great year to to test that eight game or eight team format. And-, and based on the fact that we don't have a lot of teams playing out of conference games, I know we've talked about that, but I- I'm surprised they dismissed it that quickly. Are you? Yeah, uh, I think they should have tested it. This is the year where you can experiment. And no one's going to knock you for doing it. And if you get it right or you get it wrong, it's eh, at least we have sports. It's the right. same thing right. baseball did. Uh, We're yeah. just going to throw all these obscure yeah. things out there. And and let's some see of what them are, Some yes. of them were interesting. And yeah. some of them did, are going to stick. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's, that's the thing. Is, is So now you don't have your answer, and it's going to be a topic next year. No doubt. And it's going to be a topic next year. No after. doubt. And this was a way to try it and be able to pull it back. Yes. That, so at some point, whether it's 2021 or 2025, when they go to eight teams, they're not going to be able to say, oh, no, we're dialing it back. Yeah, and especially and in a year where where it's not like you're piling a 15th or 16th game onto a team. Mm-hmm. Teams have already missed two or three games. You're actually adding you're making an up. 11th or 12th. You're making it up, right? Yeah. And you're making it up where you can make up a good chunk of revenue on top of it. Just confuse. I mean, the TV rights for an extra layer of playoffs oh, alone. Come the, on, the revenue itself, I thought, would have been a no-brainer for yes. the NCA. Um, but to James's point, like this, this was your free chance. No one would have questioned it, mm-hmm. and you say hey, it didn't work. We're going to go back to four. And no I, one would I, have questioned I don't it. think anybody would think it didn't work, though. I, I really don't. I, I, I don't either. But <laughs> it, it it gave them an opt out. Yes. Yeah. And and now they're not going to have that when right. they do expand. And they'll right. expand at they'll, some. Point. They'll expand at some point because every revenue stream needs to be overturned. All right, hang on. Let's see if I can do this real quick. That's my head hitting the table after watching Kentucky blow another game. Freaking kickers. Feel sorry for the table. Freaking kickers. <laughs> makes me sick. Oh, how do you have three? Di- how, how about they run for over 400 yards, have three different guys. Typical. Three different guys run for over 100 yards that's a, that's a typical, and lose. That's a typical homer against a, a kicker. How about you don't throw up the deuces and get and get caught from yeah, behind? Yeah, that was hey, ridiculous. I would tell you this, and I tweeted out as soon as he did it. When he fumbled in the end zone, I said he deserved to fumble that football. He really and truly did. That it, he would have. If that's me, son, come over here and have a seat and watch the rest of this game. In yep. fact, you know what? Take your crap. Go to the locker room. We'll see you maybe next week when you're running steps and puking up every part of your guts. Man. 
I mean, that's just the. There, there were guys within five yards. He's throwing up. <laughs> and he's trying to look at the monitor yeah. to see, right? Yeah. I mean, like just go. Yes. Go. Yes. Back to back tough losses for Kentucky, and then Chris Mack comes out and throws all throws. kinds of haymakers <laughs> at you on Twitter. Oh. We'll see you on December twenty sixth. Loved it. Man, uh, I, lo- I actually like that. As I'm well. rooting for Louisville. Yeah. I'm gonna come punch you across the room. I'm, ta- I'm talking to you. T- I am. And I, this yep. come from a UC. That was, that was, that was James. James. That was just James. James. James doesn't head. want none right now. Neither does Tony. Uh, that's why you're across the table from that's me. Right. All right, we come back. We'll touch on a little high school football and wrap things up. It's the Angry Quarterbacks podcast from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Get the skinny on Cincinnati sports with Richard Skinner only on local12.com and the local12 news app. Exclusive content, in-depth analysis, podcasts, and more. Cincinnati sports news 24/7. Get the skinny only on local12.com and the local12 news app. Ted's Pawn Shop, home of the Tri-State's largest full-line pawn shop. At Ted's Pawn, 2026 Delaware Avenue in Norwood, Ohio, we offer collateral loans on almost anything of value. We also have one of the area's largest selections of pre-owned merchandise to choose from at bargain prices. Diamonds, jewelry, coins, firearms, musical instruments, and tools. Reach us today at 513-631-2112. Welcome back as we wrap things up for the Angry Quarterback Season 5, Episode 6 podcast. Just briefly touch on high school football. Reminder, you can join us on Saturday mornings for the Greater Cincinnati Scoreboard and Recap Show. This past week, we uh, among our guests, we talked with Dave Trosper, the head coach at Connor High School, and we talked with Mike Blatt from Roger Bacon, who I thought made a compelling case for Corey Kiner for Mr. Football. When, you know, you, you look at the numbers, and they're so eye-popping, and, and the argument is made, uh, well, he's only doing that against Division 5 competition. And he made the point of, yeah, and and people who would say, well, he wouldn't do that against Lakota West. Of course he would not at Roger Bacon, but if he's playing for a bigger school, maybe he would. And I think the thing that, in addition to the numbers, and they're ridiculous, he's averaging 13.6 yards a carry, 26 touchdowns in six games, uh, almost 1,400 yards in in six games, and it's not like he's giving him the ball 50 times a game. I think, in, in addition to those numbers, it's the fact that he's a good enough prospect that LSU recruited him, mm-hmm. right? That he's going to LSU. I think that enough makes him a legit candidate for Mr. Football. I know it, it you know, a lot of times the small school guys don't get it. Evan Prater did get it last year from Division Four Wyoming. I think a compelling case is made for Corey Kiner. I know you've seen him, James. I, I Again, I know when you can go, oh, he's only playing. I don't care. He's averaging 13.6 yards a carry. I don't care if you're playing against your friends in the backyard. That's hard to do. He's the best player on the field at every field he steps Yes. In. So should he win it? Maybe, and maybe I'm biased because he's here in this area. Yeah, certainly a compelling case well, could be made. I mean, he's look, they're undefeated. Yes. Yeah, that's the other part. I he's mean, the best player on an undefeated team that has, when's the last time Roger Bacon was undefeated? Great point. And like, Roger, and back when matters, Ron Basevich coached. That, that matters a ton. Yeah, we're not talking about Roger Bacon basketball yeah. here that beat LeBron in 02. We're talking about football. Football. Roger it, Bacon, it's been a long time. Look at um, you with the stats. Roger Bacon this week came out and, and basically said, he sat out eight and a half quarters over six games. I can believe that, yeah. And they, they put together projections if he would have played all 24 oh, quarters. Oh, this would be incredible. This it is said, over six games, mind you. Yes, it was at 147 attempts, 2,007 rushing In yards. Six games. 334 yards a game and 40 touchdowns. Would have been the projected numbers. So, again, are you are – you, and, and I, I applaud I, and bit. I applaud the coach for not doing that right, right. to run things up. So He's doing things right by. Well, he wouldn't do it against a play Lakota West, but okay. Well, he also is doing this without eight and a half quarters of play mm-hmm. over a. And, and I go season. back to this isn't some guy that an NAI team or he might go be lucky to play Division three football. Right. He's going to LSU, man. Yeah. I mean, obviously he's got something that LSU likes. Oh, yeah. he's a stud. Yeah, yes. this is not just 
This isn't just the offense or anything. This is him. And yeah. as a player, too, to say, you know what, if you need me at defensive end on third downs, I'll go in and be, play defensive right. end, too. Right. Not like he's a prima donna. It's not like he's, hey, just give me my touches. He's a team guy. Yep. Team Man. success, I, I would give it to him. All right, there was a lot of controversy in Division One when it came to seating. Um, a block of Greater Miami Conference coaches voted against the GCL. It, it, it forced mm. St. Xavier to get a three seed. Ooh. It forced Elder to get a seven seed. Ooh. But we've talked about X and, and how good they might be. How about on Saturday they go to St. Ignatius, and this is not the St. Ignatius. It's kind of like Moeller to Sunday. This is not the St. Ignatius we all remember. But they win 62-37. Brogan Mackay, who didn't start the week before, and the quarterback who did start the week before went 20 of 23, doesn't start because Brogan Mackay's back. He throws for 550. Liam Clifford caught, what, 14 for 300? I think it was 12 for 300. And the other kid, Patterson, caught 14 for some, like, 190. I don't want to play them if I'm anybody in this region. That includes Lakota West. Their defense is great. I just don't think they have enough offensively. Um, St. X has done what they've done. They should have beat Brownsburg. Right. Uh, they let that one get away. They've had injuries throughout the year. You mentioned your starting quarterback goes down, your backup comes in, gets it was the job flawless. done. Um, this is and and that was this week was a broken Mackay at about probably seventy percent. So uh, then he would have thrown for seven hundred and I mean eighty yards. Look, he as, as good as he is throwing the ball, he's athletic enough to do it with his feet. And what separates himself um, from a lot of quarterbacks in the area, his mind. I mean he's. As a junior starting for his first season, he's so advanced at what he's seeing from the defense. Um, St. X does a great job on the offensive side of giving different lo- – I mean, they truly run a college system. Yeah. Tempo, yeah. Uh, they spread you out, they use motions, they use shifts, quick game, double moves. St. X, if you haven't seen them play – Go watch just to see the offensive brilliance of what they do. Yeah, I, I think it winds up being Lakota West and, and X for the for the regional championship, and I just think X is the uh, the better team. A reminder: we'll have a couple of broadcasts for you here on WatchHSSports.tv from ESP Media. Oak Hills at Princeton, that's a 15 seed at the number two, and I'll have Moeller, the 11 seed at Hamilton, a number six seed this Friday night. A lot of the teams in the other divisions, the main teams, all have buys this week because of the way the playoff format is structured. So we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Can that I just next ask week. Yes, the playoff situation right now. So teams that lose this week can theoretically schedule, schedule more regular games. season games. That's correct. Okay. Through I think through the end of the playoffs themselves. Okay. So yeah. Which See, which some people laugh at, but it's looking for kids to I, try I, to get recruited. I think it's great. I think it's a great idea. I, I hope teams take and, and to get your team maybe ready for next year and give a give some of your seniors another chance or two. Yeah. I, I I don't mind that. I think it's a good idea. You're I mean, hoping Redding suits up a couple more times so you can go back out there. Yep. Tony wants to go out there. Who's yeah. the old guy playing? Boy, he really can move. He moves like A.J. Green. <laughs> I clocked him at 16 miles an hour That's on that run. That's damning praise, I believe. All right, uh, good stuff, fellas. I appreciate it. For James Rapine of SI.com, the real quarterback, Tony Pike. I'm we, Richard Skinner. We didn't We didn't do one thing. What's that? Bengals-Ravens score prediction. Well, let's do it right now. Ravens, 31-17. Right on the number. Maybe 31-20. I'll give the Bengals. Bengals can keep covering. They're 4-0 against the number. 31-20, Bengals cover. Uh, 38-20. 35-24. Joe Burrow goes undefeated against the number. A late, a late, meaningless touchdown. Late it's meaningless to everybody but T. Pike, 15. To John Ross, who's active, and AJ Green is AJ not. Green's not. Thank you guys <laughs> for an angry James Rapine and Tony Pike. I'm Richard Skinner. Thanks for being with us. It's the Angry Quarterbacks Podcast from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. You can put a black chip in the place of your mouth is if you think the Midwest ain't as hard as the South is. Boys find girls and then stay with them, and little kids dance to eclectic rhythm. If you don't love it, I don't know what you think. And thank Jesus, I'm Cincinnati. C I N C I N N A T I.